0: believe in miracles.
1: don't say people i'm doing business here man i don't want
0: anybody tells you words and ideas can change the world
1: no 90 of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth from failing, you learn from success so much. Keep moving forward.
0: Welcome to the Small Business Miracles podcast. I'm Jeff Randolph. This Small Business podcast is brought to you by EAG Advertising and Marketing. Yes, we are going to talk about marketing. We are also going to celebrate some entrepreneurs. In fact, today we're going to talk to Brayden Posey. Do catch this interview. Thanks for tuning in for it. We have uh, marketing news and advice. And in fact, right now, let's go ahead and talk some news. Here's a marketing tip on content planning. There are a lot of models out there for planning content. One that you may consider is a content bubble. Think of this as like three concentric circles, the smaller of them being your company and the next largest being your industry. And then the biggest circle that contains all of them is the world, so company, industry, world. If you use this structure, you're making sure that your content is broadly appealing to the widest possible matches um, for your awareness or or your sales funnel. The widest circle of content is that content that will will appeal to the widest possible group, like the world. Obviously, it's still within your target audience, but it's broad content that most people will find valuable. Now, as you move inward and you get to that industry um, circle – You create content that will appeal to the full industry. Anyone investigating your industry will be more involved and and will want to know about. And and finally, your most strategic content focuses on what your company can do. This should be at the smallest end of the sales funnel and be very relevant to people who are choosing between you and another company, a competitor. This is the content that swings them in your direction and, and helps them prefer you over the competition. It's a content bubble approach to building content for your website.
1: Hey, we're here with Braden Posey. Braden, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Let me let me start and and just have you tell us about your businesses because you've got uh, three of them that we're we're talking about today.
1: Uh, yeah, we've got a, a couple of things going on. So we own three separate retail businesses. I'd say we specialize in sort of uh, men's grooming on one side, and mm. then on the other, two health-related brands. But we own Kitsch Meals, which is local here to Kansas City, which is a prepared mm-hmm. meals company. We do delivery, pickup, mm-hmm. uh, all that sort of stuff. We have something called Scissors and Scotch, which is just a phenomenal concept. Yeah. Uh, it's a franchise, so we're the franchisee for Kansas City and St. Louis. Mm-hmm. But Barbershop Bar concept, absolutely love it. Uh, have four locations here in Kansas City. And then finally, we also own Supplement Superstores as a franchisee. We have six of those. Uh, three in middle Missouri and then three in Illinois. So a little bit of everything across the board, but we really enjoy leading teams and there's, there's some commonalities there that that we found. And we, we really just like running all three brands and Mm -hmm. and really like it.
0: Oh, outstanding. Yeah. And, and, You are here today because there's a a CEO peer group and it happens to be meeting here at the office. And uh, let let me just we're going to jump into the first question and have it be, you know, just about that peer group thing. So there are a lot of CEO peer groups out there. Um, You're here today because of one of those. What benefit does that bring you? What, what are you getting out of your CEO peer group that you couldn't get from you know, other places?
1: Yeah, so the one we're involved in is called Vistage, um, and our chair is a guy named Jeff Hutzel. Chair just means he's the, the gentleman that kind of puts it all together. It could be a, um, you know someone that was a former CEO or a military leader, but that's sort of his role is as a mentor and then someone that facilitates. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that for, for me, the CEO peer group has been a really valuable resource for us to ask questions of people that are older, you know, arguably more successful and have sort of been there, done that within a variety of industries that maybe touch on a lot of the the same industries we're involved in, but more mm-hmm. importantly, a lot of the same leadership strategies, questions, concerns, etc., that you come across just as an owner of a business. So it's been invaluable because really in in sort of normal life, there's not that many entrepreneurs in um, necessarily like my family or oh, uh, sure. my immediate friends orbit. Mm-hmm. And so some of the, the issues that you run into are just unique compared to what somebody works a a nine-to-five job working for another company, even if they're very successful in it. So I think it's important and it's helpful to have people that are going through what you're going through and can give you advice um, that truly is something that you can act upon.
0: And, and I hear that uh, quite a bit about peer groups as well, that it's it's not only the advice part of it where you're, you're actually solving a problem that you have because the other people in the room have either solved exactly that problem before or just get it and understand uh, versus, you know, somebody who um, just you, you it, it's not the practical advice as much as you just know you're gotten somebody gets you right you you go through the same things and so there's the the emotional uh kind of support that you get from people who know exactly what you're going through um both of those equal for you or is it is, is one one more than the other you really value um the actual solutions or you like to be you know heard and understood by people
1: I think I'm a little bit more on the tactical side, mm-hmm. so I really enjoy the solutions approach that we can sort of look at from just having a variety of inputs from people, like I said, who are also CEOs who've been there, kind of done that. But I don't want to discount the fact that when you're going through a really tough time or you're having an issue, there is a tremendous value in just knowing that, yes, yeah, somebody else has gone through this. Mm-hmm. They've made it through that, and you know they're sitting across from you having been out on the other side from it. Um, and it just experiencing success despite whatever major challenge that you know yeah. you may be struggling with at that point.
0: Well, let's jump into the tactical then. Uh, if, if you could solve one marketing challenge for your business, what would it be? And you've got three that we could talk about, Scissors and Scotch and Kitsch Meals and Supplement Superstore. Uh, pick one, pick all of them, whatever whatever you'd like to do.
1: So I'll start with Kitch because that was the brand that we started from scratch. And for me, one of the biggest marketing challenges is understanding... The balance between branding spend versus Mm. the balance um with just pure return on investment marketing yeah yeah. and knowing from a a marketing standpoint you know how do you allocate your funds how do you allocate your attention and your efforts between the two because you know if you read any branding book right they talk about brand before everything you've got to really establish what the brand means um, you know, who it who it attracts, what it stands for. You know, these things are huge, but, you know, there is a cost to, to putting your name out there, to branding. True. Um, on the other side of that, you know, there's plenty of internet companies that have very little branding, but just mm-hmm. hit a niche and they have a widget and they sell the widget for $3 less and someone else sells the widget. Mm-hmm. And their return on investment or the return on ad spend, rather, um, you know, might be just absolutely fantastic. But it's trying to figure out for us, you know, as a company that does want to build a, a longer term brand that does have a, A product that people actually consume and have to trust Mm -hmm. you know how do we balance that spend and knowing that balance and knowing how to allocate it with a limited budget of a startup is something that we constantly grapple with
0: it is I think I think there's especially in the small business world um, there is that that you understand that there's a halo effect. You understand that that you know more, the more we're out there, the more our brand is out there, the more people resonate with that brand. We insulate ourselves from you know the the brand switching and, and just kind of you know trial, so that there's a little more uh, of of um, you know our, our brand loyalty that that we see. Um, if if we have a good brand, that helps. If we have um, you know major media advertising that gets that brand out there. That creates a halo effect where our digital marketing works better because it, it's kind of like the tide that lifts all the boats. If you if you go to paid search and you're looking for something um, and you have a, a search result set of like three or five, you know, um, ads that are showing up there, the one you've heard of before usually gets that click. So branding is important. At the same time, you know, lead gen is important. So, yeah, that balance is a lot of the art of marketing as much as it is the science there. There are some metrics we can get to, but I think for a lot of small businesses, yeah, you just go on faith a little bit that we've got to, we do need to do brand building, but at what point does it stop? That's there. What, what, when do we pull back and, and just push the the other one? That's, that's a, that is the constant question.
1: Yeah, totally agree. I don't think it's easily solvable, but it's something that I think is worth looking at, you know, arguably on a monthly basis. Right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just, it's never going to be perfect, but just the activity of looking at whether or not it is a good mix is probably the best you yeah. can do. Uh, talk about Scissors and Scotch or supplement superstore there.
0: What marketing challenges that you'd, you'd want to solve?
1: Yeah, I think one of the most interesting ones is so um, within Scissors and Scotch, especially, uh, we've got a really, really cool brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think in that marketplace, haircuts, for example, um, there's a lot of loyalty there. So really what you're trying to do is not only you're trying to convey to, you know, whoever it is that, yes, this is a great concept. It's a cool place to come, but also it's worth overcoming uh, tradition or mm-hmm. uh, habit so that you can, you know, basically start a new relationship because that's really what it is with your stylist. Mm-hmm. Um, and with us, because we have a bar, it's also with sort of our, our lounge or our bartenders. But, um, I think for us, it's, it's just how can we market in a way that makes us so appealing that we can overcome that tradition, overcome that, you know, Hey, I always go here to, to Jim. He's been my barber for 30 years. Am I willing to switch?
0: Yeah. What is, what is that thing that will cause somebody to, to, um, to, to
1: try something new? Yeah. Yeah. And is it, is it just, you know, beating them over the head with repetition? Hey, we're Mm -hmm. available and eventually their barber goes out of town and they try us. Right. Or is it, you know, some sort of not marketing ploy, but a good marketing message that just Mm -hmm. finally snaps, um, whatever streak it is that they've sort of held on to. Yeah,
0: Do you, uh, survey survey questions to to new customers. How'd you find us? What uh, what made you switch? What what uh, what were you thinking?
1: We've we've done a little bit of that in the past. I mm. think the um, the branding and sort of the the upscale experience is what draws most of the guys in. Mm. Uh, but we could probably could be a little bit more pinpointed with. You know, some of the questions we ask is, yeah, is it are you coming in purely because of that or, or was it literally, hey, I looked at this for three years? Yeah. But really, the thing that turned me was that my barber went to Barbados for two weeks and I just couldn't get a haircut. Ex- and that's exactly.
0: Exactly. Or moved to Lewisburg or yep, whatever exactly. the case may be. And you just go, uh, it looks like I need a wait. I can have booze, too. Yeah. Like it's a, it. I mean, it just puts itself together at that point. So nice. Um, where do you where do you find inspiration for your businesses? What do you, what's the what drives, you know, kind of the, the innovation?
1: I think for me, I'm driven entirely by growth of our teams. Hmm. So the inspiration on sort of the business front is, yes, I do enjoy seeing the brand itself grow mm-hmm. um, and seeing new exciting things come there but what i love is seeing the people within our business grow to be successful because the business has become successful. Mm. So most of my inf- inspiration has come from a deep desire to take some of the people that have been the most loyal to us long term mm-hmm. and give them career positions and the only way to do that is to create a business that can thrive for, you know, decades. And so most innovation is a byproduct of really just a desperate desire to think outside of the box mm-hmm. so that we can create those opportunities. Yeah. Because without growth, you can have just the coolest culture, the coolest mm-hmm. whatever, but eventually people are going to stagnate and, and the brand will stagnate. So it's sort of hand in hand, right? And, and I think we've been able to over the years um, grow at a pace that provides opportunities, but it's just a never-ending battle mm-hmm. because you, you want to create those, those chances for someone that took a chance on you.
0: Outstanding, yeah. Uh, let's let's call this uh, a transition into the lightning round. Here's how the lightning round works: the lightning round. There are no wrong answers. We can we can say whatever it is that comes to your mind, uh, and and you almost have to justify it. If we really need to find out more information, uh, we'll we'll ask the follow up question. Um, but you know, it's it's you know the the kind of questions can range from marketing to business to just personal and whatever else, uh, like you know, butter or olive oil. Which, which is it? Butter or olive oil? Which, which do you prefer? I'm going to go butter. Butter. 100%. And, and I'm on the same page there. Uh, all right. Lightning round questions. Um, best business advice you've ever gotten? Never stop learning. Oh, that's a good call. Good call. Education. Number one. Um, without looking. Let's see. Oh, sorry. Um, marketing blank check question. The marketing blank. If, if you had a blank check where would you invest that money?
1: I would spend a disproportionately large amount of that blank check, as in probably all of it, on trying to get as many people as possible in Kansas City to try our meals from Kitsch. Oh, because the quality of our meals are so good uh-huh. that I think the challenge we have is not necessarily keeping people; it's just getting them to try the first one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. give everyone in Kansas City one meal.
0: So it's the uh, it's the Taco Bell Crunch Wrap after the because somebody stole a base during the World Series or something like that. They do the giant marketing campaign and just drive trial. hundred percent, all the time, just driving. And, that and trial. you
1: can do that if you have a great if you have a great core product, mm-hmm. you know. And we only. Uh, invest in and believe in companies where the core product is is truly something we can be proud of. Mm -hmm. So to me, yeah, just get it out. Yeah, good product goes a long way.
0: Uh, What keeps you up at night?
1: I would say losing good people. Mm -hmm. Um, I never want to lose good people. Occasionally it happens. Mm -hmm. But um, to me, I I always want us to be a place that people love to work. And so uh, it's rare, but anytime we lose somebody that I care about, it, it, it really bothers me.
0: Uh, and and finally, how do you celebrate a big win? Uh, whether that was you know you use that blank check and things start rolling in, uh, could be a, a home project, could be some some fitness goal, whatever you got. How do you celebrate that big win?
1: Go out to eat with my wife.
0: Oh, any anything in particular, or you is is there a specific restaurant, or is this just a any any date night? Is good. I would night. say
1: we're partial to Rock Hill Grill. Shout out to Rock Hill Grill downtown. <laughs> good, they're blocks away. Yes, but. Um, no, nothing specific, but uh, I'm a creature of habit, so my wife would have us try a new restaurant every single time. Mm-hmm. I would be happy going to the same three places for the rest of my life.
0: I, I understand that mindset. If, if I could just pick tacos, I would pick tacos. I just yeah. I just want tacos. Uh, Brayden Posey, Scissors and Scotch and Kitsch and Supplement Superstore, thanks for being with us today.
1: Really appreciate it. It
0: was uh, my pleasure. And that is our show. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Miracles podcast brought to you by EAG Advertising and Marketing. Thank you to my guest, Braden Posey, for being here this time around. Uh, Remember to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review. Drop us a line on the website at eagadv.com if you have some thoughts. Until then, we're going to be out here helping entrepreneurs with another Small Business
1: Miracle.